Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Grace in the Marketplace Weekly, uh, where we talk about how God has a grace for each and every one of us for the marketplace. Man, how we respond to uh, the world is very important. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, uh, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Man, there is a global pandemic right now in the world, uh, not just uh, uh, in the health um, uh, sector of our lives, but also in the financial uh, issues of our lives. And so how we respond in all these different areas of our lives has to be based on God's word. We can't run around like the world is. We can't panic. We have to respond by the word. And the Bible says we can only do that when we start renewing our minds, when we start changing the way we think. Line it up with God's word. It says when we do that, we'll be able to prove. That word prove uh, means to manifest what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And, you know, we can only manifest this 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 truths when we renew our minds and we have what I like to call working knowledge. There's a difference between uh, knowledge uh, to use in arguments or to try and uh, beat someone down uh, 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 with a religious club of how much knowledge you've gained. But what we are talking about at Grace in the Marketplace is, is working knowledge. It's a knowledge that produces results. It's a knowledge that will manifest the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. It's a knowledge that will get you to taste and see that the Lord is good, even in the middle of a global pandemic. And so this evening uh, in Colorado this morning, I have my good friend, Ashley Teradez. He's going to be uh, taking us on uh, tonight on Grace in the Marketplace Weekly. And some of you may not know Ashley, but we shared uh, his book a few weeks ago. Uh, it was one of our free offers, Thorns, Bonds, and Oil Jars. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome book. Uh, I think everyone should get this book. So we're going to make that offer uh, at the end of this broadcast on how you can get this book. Watch this absolutely free. Ashley wants to get it to you free of charge. And I think that's a blessing. So you're going to have to stay on uh, this broadcast uh, for you to be able to get that book. Ashley, together with his wife, Kali, are the founders of Teradez Ministries. They reach millions with the gospel through their television program called Abundant Life, which some of you uh, watch here in Africa on a faith uh, network. And uh, through their television program, they reach millions and God has called them to empower believers in the promises of God. That's their vision. They want to empower believers in the promises of God. And so tonight, I am privileged and honored at the same time to welcome my good friend to Grace in the Marketplace, Ashley Teradez. Come on, guys. Hit the like button. Send some hearts. Show your love. Ashley, welcome, brother. Thank you, Pastor Farah. Man, such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. I always love being on these programs with you 
And um, you know, if you if you don't know me, I'm English, as you can tell, and I live in America. Um, but I love South Africa, and I I head out to South Africa uh, usually twice a year. Obviously, at the moment uh, we're not traveling, but uh, usually we go down there. And we love Faithfield Church. We love pastors. Chipo and Pastor Defaro, what they're doing there is powerful, powerful, powerful. In fact, I tell people all the time, if you're anywhere in the Johannesburg region or near any of their campuses, get to a faith-filled service. You're going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. And I tell people, a church alive is worth the drive. So Come on. get to a faith-filled church. And if you can't get to the actual service, check it out online. I was watching this Sunday, Pastor, online, and I was really excited. I thought your message was excellent. But Chipo's message was out of the cut above, brother. So you will not, you'll be blessed to check out Faithfield Church. And um, you can go to Faithfield Church. I believe it's co.za, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dot Faithfieldchurch.co.za. I know I in America say you say Z. I'm English. I used to say Z, but I've been here in America for like 12 years. So now I say Z. Shame on me. Z. 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 Yeah, so. Yeah, so man, uh, uh, we're just so excited to have you. And uh, what do you have for us tonight? I know we have to let you go real uh, quickly uh, tonight because you have another program broadcast coming up yeah. at 11 o'clock mountain time. Top of the hour. And so, yeah. Top of the hour, yeah. At the top of the hour, in fact, I know you've been to this church, uh, Pastor, but uh, at the top of, of the hour, 11 a.m. mountain time, what time is up for you, uh, uh, One 7 p.m. 7, 7 o'clock, yeah. 7 p.m. So once we've finished here, you can join us as well. We'll be with uh, with Pastor Aaron Perdue, uh, Pastor Lawson's son. So I'll be there at 11. But today I'm excited, uh, Tafara, because I believe I really have a word from God. And um, did you have Father's Day on Sunday? Was it Father's Day there? It was. Yeah, it was yeah. Day. It was Father's Day as well here. I saw the cute video of the children. Your daughters have grown. Your daughters have grown up real quick. They look <laughs> oh, yeah, like man. They... Oh, man. They grow very fast. <laughs> just like their mom it's awesome come on so father's day here on sunday and um, i want to share some verses with you so if you have your bibles turn to matthew 7 you know as pastor tafara said me and my wife carly we love to empower believers in the promises of god i happen to believe that the work of the ministry is for you you are the hands and feet of jesus that's right you you watching today wherever you're watching from however old you are however young you are whatever race you are whatever country you're from whatever your come education on. You are the hands and feet of Jesus. He hasn't got an alternative. You are it. And sometimes we think the fivefold ministers like, like uh, Pastor Defara, we think they're it. And we just watch them do the work of the ministry. The truth is they're the ones training you to do the work of the ministry. They're the ones supporting you and training you and empowering you just like us. So you are called to do the work of the ministry, praise God. So I want to encourage you. God has got a plan for you. God's got a, a purpose for you. And God is your good father. God Come on. is your good father, and that's, that's who he is. That's his very nature. He's a good father. Turn to Matthew 7, and I love this. Matthew 7, let's start this in, um, let's look in uh, verse, let's say verse 7. So Matthew 7, verse 7, uh, right here. Uh, this is Jesus speaking. He says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Let me just stop right there. This is my main point, but let me tell you, it's up to us to knock on the door. It's up to Come us on. to ask. You know, grace has provided everything. Jesus was grace personified. You know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus provided everything you need. It provided your salvation. It provided your righteousness. It provided your healing. It provided your prosperity, your provision. It provided your peace. Grace provided everything at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But now your part by faith is to receive that. 
and knock on. on the door and ask for it and ask and say, yes, I want that and seek it. It's not going to happen automatically. We have to knock and ask. And that's our faith response. That's what we do by faith. So verse eight here, we're in Matthew seven, verse eight. I love the book of Matthew. Matthew seven, verse eight says, for everyone who asks, receives. So it's a guarantee. Jesus guarantees us. If you ask, you're going to receive. He who seeks will find. The things of God have been hidden for us, not from us. The things of God have been hidden for us, not from us. And if you seek them, you will find them. And then he says, he who knocks, the door will be open. Jesus is waiting for you to knock. And, and, and that might be asking him in your life for the very first time. You know, I know Pastor Defaro knows this, but these videos, they might reach hundreds of people now, but they'll reach thousands of people throughout the days and weeks. And there might be people on here right now or watching later that have never received Jesus. I want to tell you, that's the most important decision you'll ever make. Jesus loves you. He is the answer to whatever you're going through. And you can make him your Lord right now. You just say something as simple as this. You say, Lord Jesus, I believe you're alive and I make you my Lord. And if you believe that in your heart and you confess that in your mouth, you're born again. It's as simple as that. God's looking for people to ask him for salvation. If you've done that for the first time, by the way, contact Faith Hill. They're going to help you. They're going to walk you through this. They're going to send you resources. Make sure you tell them about your salvation decisions. Amen. The most important decision you'll ever make. So verse, verse, uh, back in verse uh, 9, he says, Or oh, what man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Now, Jesus is saying, look, if you're a father, you're not going to give your son a stone when he asks for bread. Can you come imagine on. that? You know, one of your children come up to you and say, I'm hungry, and you give him a stone. You're not going to do that. And then he says, verse 10, if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent? If he asks for a fish, you're not going to give him a snake. Okay, and then he says, if he asks for, if, he, if you being evil, I think it's in uh, Luke's translation, it also says, if he asks for um, an, an egg, egg, are you going to give him a scorpion? Yeah. No, no way. And Jesus is saying, look, you know how to be a good father. You know how to be a good parent. You know how to give your children what they need. You know how to supply their needs. You know how to prosper your children, how to supply their needs. But watch this. This is so powerful. Verse 11, Matthew 7, 11. If you then being evil. Come on. Why would God, why would Jesus call these men evil? You know why? Because you could find the best father you could ever find. And, you know, maybe you've had different, maybe you didn't know your natural father. Maybe your natural father wasn't a good father. But imagine, just for a minute, imagine the best father you've ever seen. Imagine the best father. One of these fathers who maybe never loses temper. One of these fathers who, you know, never gets mad. You know, maybe they say, now, now, little Jimmy. That's the, that's the second time you've dropped daddy's phone down the toilet. What have we learned? Do you need a timeout? You know, one of those fathers. They never get mad. They never raise their voice. A perfect father, if you like. Jesus is saying, compared to how good God is, compared to how good God is, the best father on earth is evil. That's how good God is. I'm here to tell you, people, God is so good. He makes everything else look evil. God's goodness to you. God is a good father, and he only has good things for you. And he says it right here. If you then, being evil, in Matthew 7, 11, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more, how much more will your father who is in heaven give you the things to those who ask him? I'm telling you, when you need something, God is just ever ready to give you what you need. He's ever ready to give you. In fact, God's very nature is a giver. He is a giver by nature. He's not a taker. Yep. You know, I grew up in a church and it was a little bit religious. And they used to, you know, I remember going as a boy scout, as a a little boy, and they'd they'd pass the offering bucket. 
And I'd be like, oh, no, I don't want to give my hard-earned money to the church. I don't, yeah. I don't want the money to take my church, my, the church to take my money. I was like, I want this money. I've been working. I've been mowing grass and, and doing chores. And I was maybe 10 years old. I don't want to give them my money. I want to keep my money. So I never used to give any money. I used to pretend, put my hand <laughs> in, pretend, maybe, maybe uh, flick the bottom of the bucket in my, in my fingers so it sounded like I was giving. Some churches had those, like, sacks. You know, have you ever seen those sacks? And when it yeah, come yeah. past, I put it in my knee. So it sounded the change of the coins of jingle. But I never wanted to give the church my money because here's my thinking. I was thinking God is after taking from us. I'm here to tell you, church, God does not take from us. Come He's on. He's the giver. And you can't, he can't take from us. He's a giver. So anytime he asks us to give to him, it's because he's trying to get more to us. You can't, mm. outgive, a, you can't outgive a giver. Let's look at this in, in, in Luke 12. I love this in Luke 12, 32. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. It says, do not fear. Again, this is Jesus speaking, Luke 12, 32. Do not fear, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure wow. to give you the kingdom. This is God's good pleasure. God gets pleasure out of giving you the kingdom. God gets pleasure out of you prospering, out of you getting the kingdom. He loves it when you get the kingdom, when, you, when he gives to you. God loves it when he gives to you. You know, in Acts 20, verse 35, Acts 20, verse 35, uh, again, it's Jesus. They quote Jesus. The, the Luke yeah. quotes Jesus. He says, Jesus said himself, it is more blessed to give than yeah. to receive. It's more blessed to give. Just think about that. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Come on. And, you know, God wrote the Bible through the Holy yep. Spirit, through people, but inspired by the Holy Spirit. He believes that too. God yep. gets more pleasure giving to you than when you give to him. He gets more pleasure giving you the kingdom. He gets more pleasure seeing you prosper. He gets more pleasure. You know, uh, the Apostle John put it this way in um, 3 John 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. I'm telling you, as your soul prospers, even as your soul prospers, God's will for you is to prosper, praise God. God's will for wow. you is for him to give you what the, the good things that he has for you. He's a good father, and he only has good things for you. If you mm. read Pastor Tafara's, Tafara's book, Grace in the Marketplace, a great book. I love that book. I've read it twice. There's not many books I read twice. There's not many books I read once. But <laughs> reading it twice, it's a big deal. Grace praise in the Marketplace, God. a great book. And, you know, Pastor talks in there about Genesis 1.28. Genesis 1.28, the first thing God says to, to Adam, prosper, go out, mm. subdue the earth, prosper, be blessed, prosper. Depends what translation you read. But basically, God's will for us is to prosper, and he mm. loves to give us things. Mm. And if you're a parent, or even worse, if you're a grandparent, you know you love to give your children and your grandchildren things. It just blesses you. It makes you happy. And mm. I'm here to tell you, church, We've been sold a lie that God doesn't want to give us things. Maybe he wants to keep us humble. Maybe he doesn't want us to have nice things. No, no, no. God has got no problem with us having things as long as those things don't have us. Wow. We can have money as long as money doesn't have us. We wow. can have whatever we want as long as it doesn't have us because that's not the purpose. The purpose is, is we're meant to be blessed. Why? Genesis 12, so that we can be a blessing. Come on. Two reasons why God wants to prosper you. One, because he loves you. He just wants to bless you. He wants to give you the best things. I've been rich. I've been poor. I'm telling you, rich is better. Come on. Not having enough is not God's will. Not having enough. And I know there's people watching from all different places, all different financial situations. I've been there. There's all different places. Pastor Defaro himself grew up in poverty. It's not God's best. It's not God's will. God wants us to have more than enough. Why? So that we can help others and be a blessing and show God's love to people. You can show God, you can show people God loves them 
without having money, but it's a lot easier and you can do a lot more with money. Yeah, man, that's powerful. I like, I like, I like, I like what you're saying. And, and, and this is God's heart for his children is that he, he wants to be a blessing to us. He wants to just shower us with his love. I mean, the first thing he ever said was uh, prosper. You know, he could have said anything else out of the vocabulary of heaven. But if you read Genesis 128, I like to read it in the message Bible. The first thing he said was prosper. Even if you read it in uh, King James, the first thing he said is be fruitful. In other words, be laden with fruit. Your tree should be laden with ripe fruit. God wants us to just prosper and do well. Man, that's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. It's so good. And, and you know, it's, it, this is God's, once you understand it's God's will for you, I'm telling you, it's powerful. I love this in, in uh, Psalms 35, Psalms chapter 35, verse 27. This is powerful. Psalms 35, verse 27 says, let them shout for joy and be glad. Come on. We should be shouting for joy and be glad. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. How many of you want to want to do God's will? How many of you want to favor God's cause? How many of you want to work for God and be used of the Lord? I know I do, and I know I guarantee you do. You want to be you want to be used of the Lord. You want to favor His righteous cause. You want to tell people how much you know Jesus loves them. Look at this. Let them say continually. Let them hmm. say. I mean, what you speak out of your mouth, I'm telling you. King David in Psalm 45, I believe it is, said. My tongue is the ever-ready pen of my heart. That's how you write on your heart. That's how you convince yourself. That's how you get into the truth. You believe it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You listen to good teachings. Listen to Faithfield Church. Listen to Grace in the Marketplace. Listen to Pastor DeFara. Teach. That's going to get you the word. And the word of God is going to bring your faith up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then when you believe it, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Come on. And you start believing it and you start speaking it. You start saying, you know what? I'm blessed. I'm, I'm blessed. I've got everything I need to do, everything God's called me to do. I have enough and extra. And people around you might say, you're going crazy. You, you don't have any money. But no, you start believing you do. And your natural circumstances will have to line up. The Come natural on. circumstances have to line up. So right here, it says, let them say continually. You should be speaking this out. We should be saying, we're blessed. Let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified. Your prosperity brings glory to God. Come on. I used to go to one church back in the day, and they used to say, if you're poor, it honors God. That's a lie. Jesus took on poverty. Come on. Jesus took on poverty so that you don't have to. And when Jesus went to the cross, he took on your sin. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it said he made him who knew no sin to be sin. Why? So that you could be the righteousness of God. You were made righteous because Jesus was made sin. Come on. He also took on pain in his body and stripes. 1 Peter 2, 24 says he took stripes on his back. By his stripes, you were healed. Come you on. get healed because Jesus took on that, that sickness. Come on. He took on your sin so you could be righteous. He took on your sickness so you could be healed. Well, guess what? He took on your poverty so that you could be made rich. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 says, Yet though he was rich, yet for your sakes, for our sakes, he became poor. Why? So that us, through his poverty, might be made rich. Now, Jesus, when he died on that cross, experienced extreme poverty. You know, extreme poverty is thirst, thirsty and naked. And Jesus died thirsty and he died naked so that you don't have to. So God gets glorified when we prosper. God gets glorified when we believe him for his resources. So right here, we're back in, in Psalm 35, 27. Let the Lord be magnified. This magnifies God. 
He who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God takes pleasure when you prosper. Come on. God takes pleasure when you prosper. Don't ever let religion or man or your own thinking or the devil or the world tell you otherwise. That's a lie. The truth is God gets blessed and God gets glorified when you prosper. And when you prosper, think about this. You, you love the Lord now. You have a relationship with Jesus. You love the Lord. When you have money, you're just going to be able to do more for God. You're going to be able to give more, help more people, tell more people about the love of God. So it's just going to magnify what's already in your heart. If you're a bad person and you're evil and, you, and you just, you're stingy and you're greedy and you're, you know, you're very selfish, when you get more money, you're just going to be more greedy, more yeah. selfish, yeah. more mean. But you're not like that. You have God's nature now. So because you have God's nature, when you have money, you're going to be able to give more, do more, help more people, tell more people about God's love. And, you know, it's not about us getting stuff. It's about us spreading the gospel, praise God. Deuteronomy 8.18, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, do not forget the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you the power to get wealth. Church, I'm telling you today, right now, wherever you're watching from, whatever your country you're watching from, Whatever, however old you are, however young you are, however educated you are, uneducated, wherever you've been born, whoever you are right now, you have the power to get wealth. God has given you the power to get wealth. And I'm telling you, pray in the Holy Ghost. You start thanking God and saying, God, thank you for giving me the power to get wealth. Right now in the natural, I don't know how it's going to happen. I've got no money. I've got nothing in the bank. I've got no job. But you've given me the power to get wealth. So I'm going to do this by faith. I'm going to start saying it by faith. Thank you, Lord. Start thanking God. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the power to get wealth. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. I was honored to meet uh, the second lady of, of uh, Kenya, uh, Rachel Rutu, a very godly lady, awesome lady. She's going to be the first lady soon. She came to my offices. They brought the Kenyan CIA to follow. They were checking out our offices. They were checking out everything. They, said, they don't play. Oh, no, they were serious. They were looking everywhere. This was like the big deal. And in come Mrs. Um, uh, 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 Honorable Lady Rutu. And she came in and, and she has a program in Kenya. Listen to this. She's got over 200,000 single mums. 200,000 single mums going through table loans, going through this program. And you know what? They're prospering. They're making money. They're making money. They're prospering. And it's godly. And it's setting them free. And they're able to look after their kids more. And they're able to help more people. And it's contagious. And these villages are starting to take off. Why? Because she teaches them. They have the power to get wealth. They have the power. Mm. It starts with how you believe. You believe you have the power to get wealth. Come and on. then you go out and you start putting your hands Come to on. things. And you start Come thanking on. God for doing things. You work mm. extra at your job. You start buying and selling things. You start making things. You serve. Whatever you can do, you put your hands to something and your hands will be blessed. Mm. But you have to believe it first. You have to believe you have the power to get yeah, wealth, awesome. praise God. And when it, you it, realize it, that, it's to bring God glory. Man, it changes everything. Man, that's powerful. I love what you're saying and, and how you keep emphasizing. We have to believe that, you know, and for me, having grown up in abject poverty, I had to believe it at the core of my being that God wants a, a good for me, that God has a good plan for me. He has a plan for me to prosper. Uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says God has a plan. And this plan is not to harm me, but to prosper me, uh, give me a hope and a future. The NIV says uh, to, to, to give you a prosperous end. So God's plan for all of us is to prosper. But I had to believe that. It was real in the Bible. It's written. Uh, that verse will never change. But I had to convince myself and to get to a place where I believed that. And uh, 
you know, uh, this global pandemic is, is definitely not from the Lord, uh, uh, but it certainly gives us an opportunity to see what we believe in. It yeah. shakes you a little bit and, and you start to realize, okay, you know what? <laughs> I may have been believing the wrong thing. I need to believe in, in the Lord. I need to believe in his ability. I need to believe uh, uh, and put my confidence and trust in him and not in the horses and the chariots. That's what it says in uh, Psalm 20, verse 7. And I think it's just powerful that you keep emphasizing belief. It's something that we have to rewrite uh, a new program at the core of our being. I really believe that. I believe it's, if we don't believe that's our identity, if we don't believe that's our right as children of God, whatever happens, we'll end up going back. You, you can only become who you really believe you are. Mm. And that's why you can get people, you know, you can get people and you can strip them and everything. And then very short time, maybe a year, maybe two years, they'll no. be wealthy again because they see mm. themselves that way. And mm. in the same way, you have people like in America, you have lottery winners and they see themselves poor. And they think they're poor and they think life happens by chance. So they buy a lottery ticket and they win millions of dollars. And guess what happens in a year or two years time? They're just as poor again because they see themselves being poor. So it's how we see ourselves is 80% of the equation. What we believe is 80% of the equation. The natural stuff will line up. The natural things will line up is what you believe. You have to believe it. Uh, Proverbs 10, 22. Proverbs 10, 22 says the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. And I'm telling you, I tell people to Farah, there's only two types of Christians. There's only mm. two types of Christians. There's those who are blessed and believe it. And there's those who are blessed and they don't believe it. Wow. There's those who are blessed and believe it and those who are blessed and don't believe it. When you gave your life to Jesus, you automatically became blessed. Just like you automatically became righteous. You automatically wow. become healed. You automatically had peace. You automatically had joy. You automatically became prosperous. You automatically had everything you need. You became rich. You became blessed. But you have to believe it to release it. It's in your spirit, but that's not good enough, right? You have to release it. Yeah. We can go to heaven. I believe when, when we get to heaven and it says, God will wipe away our tears. One of my beliefs is that maybe he'll wipe away our tears because we'll realize when we get to heaven, we had everything we needed to, to succeed. We had all the victory inside of us. We just didn't believe it. We didn't release it. And therefore, it's in our spirit, but we never see, saw it released in our day-to-day -day lives. We never saw that power released. I'm here to tell you, church, you have to release it. You are already blessed. You have everything you need. You're already righteous. If you're struggling with sin or addiction right now, you need to start confessing and saying, Lord, I thank you that you made me righteous. I thank you, you took my sin to the cross, and now I'm righteous. Lord, I thank you. I'm the righteousness of God. You look in the mirror and quote 2 Corinthians 5, 21. And so you are the righteousness of God. And then if you're sick, the same thing. You say, Lord, I thank you. You took my sickness. You took my pain. And now I'm the healed of the Lord. Well, it's the same with resources. It's the same with finances, Defara. You have to look yourself in the mirror and say, I thank you, Lord. You made me rich. I thank you. You took my poverty so that I could be made rich. I thank you. I'm blessed. And the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. I thank you. I have the power to get wealth. You have made me prosperous. I thank you, Lord. You get glorified when I'm prosperous. And you keep confessing that and believing it in your heart, confessing it with your mouth, and then you go and put your hands to something. You watch what happens. You're going to start prospering. I'm telling you, it's, you it, can't, it might take time. Sometimes it takes time. But it will happen if you don't quit. I read the back of the book, Tavara. Come we on. We yes, win. sir. We win. Yes, sir. It doesn't yes, matter sir. about global pandemics. It doesn't matter about your, your source is not your job. It's not your business. It's not this, it's not your economy, it's not South Africa, it's not America, it's not Europe. Your your source is God Almighty. 
Come on. Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19. It's a financial verse. The Apostle Paul says right there, Philippians 4.19, my God will supply your needs according to his economy, according to his riches in glory, according to his economy, according to his riches in glory. And I'm here to tell you, heaven has no shortage. There's no pandemic in heaven. There's no recession in heaven. There's no lockdown in heaven. I'm telling you what, you need to see yourself being supplied by heaven. Your supply comes from heaven. Some people say, is the glass half empty? or is the gl- Do you see the glass half empty? Or do you see the glass half full? I'm here to tell you, church, you should see your glass overflowing. Come on. It's not half empty, it's not half full, it's overflowing. Your glass is overflowing. You are resourced by heaven, and therefore you have an overflow. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, a financial verse. The apostle Paul says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So this is a grace thing. This is a grace thing. Yeah. God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you have in all sufficiency in all things. That means your needs met all the time. Your rent paid, your bills paid, you know, your car, everything paid. All sufficiency in all things. But it doesn't end there. It says, may abound to every good work, may have an abundance to every good work. We're meant to have extra so that we can help people and love people and do more things. And I know you want to give. I know your heart is to give. And God gives seed to the sower. He wants you to have your needs met and have extra. That's God's will for you, praise God. Don't ever let anyone else talk you out of it. God wants you prosperous. God wants you to be resourced by heaven, praise God, so that you can impact your world. You can turn your world. You can turn your workplace, your family, your, your school, wherever your world is, you can turn your world right side up with the gospel. And part of the gospel is, I'm telling you, part of the gospel is his resources from heaven. He wants to resource you. And he's a good father. And he wants to provide your needs. I started with this, Luke 12, 35. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Come don't, on. Don't let God not have pleasure. Give him pleasure. Let him provide for you. Let him be your father. Let him be your awesome. husbandman. Let him be your provider. Man, that's awesome. I love it. I love what you're sharing right there. And, uh, you know, he says he will supply uh, all of our needs according to his riches and glory. I took a, a peep into gro- glory. And, and, and I mean, when you take a peep into glory, you, you realize that God has created one planet that rains diamonds 24-7. It's called Jupiter. Go Google it. <laughs> Just one planet that rains diamonds. Uh, uh, all the time. I mean, God made a city. You can read it in the book of uh, Revelations. Uh, and, and he put uh, 12 uh, foundations in that city. And all of them are made out of precious stone. God uh, is not in, in, in lack. God does not know any uh, shortage. God is uh, well supplied. And I think that's powerful uh, uh, to share tonight. And, uh, you know, man, I just love, I just love what you're sharing. You can continue and just kind of uh, uh, share some more. I know we have to let you go in 10 minutes. Uh, I'm going to encourage, uh, if anyone has questions, please throw them in the comment section, but please go for it, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can ask me questions. I'd love to ask your questions and I'm back in two weeks, in two weeks to far. I feel like I need to do part two because I'm not even halfway through what I wanted to share. So wow. in two weeks. You, you come back in two weeks, I'll share part two. But let me show you this. You said heaven's economy. You know, you said the glimpse of glory. They have, you know, the, the, the heaven is there's no shortage. And you've heard this, you know, that they're going to pave the streets. The streets in heaven are paved with gold. Have you heard that? Come on. That's in Revelations 21, 21. Revelations 21, 21. The streets 
are paved with gold, okay? Let me tell you something about that. First of all, what does a street represent? A, a road represents a, a, a way, a journey. Come on. We never, we never worship a road. We don't say, oh, I love this interstate. I love wow. this motorway. This motor no, what do we do with a road? We use a road. We wow. use a road to get somewhere. We never worship money. We never trust in money. We use money to get somewhere. The reason why the streets are paved with gold is because it's, it's a place to get a road. It's somewhere to get somewhere. It's, it's a place to go. With money, we can go somewhere. But here's the thing, Kapala. We don't have to wait to heaven to live like this. We don't have to wow. wait to heaven to live rich. We don't have to wait to heaven to be provided for. You know, in, in uh, some of the king's days, they had so much money. Like, I think it was King Solomon. He had so much money, they didn't even count the silver. It was just, they just piled it up. It was too much money. Wow. I found this verse the other day. And this really tickled me. This is in um, uh, Second Chronicles. You don't have to turn there, but Second Chronicles, uh, verse uh, chapter one, verse fifteen. Second Chronicles one fifteen said that they threw the gold out on the streets. Wow. And in the Living Translation, it says the gold was used as rocks on the road. Wow. They had gravel roads. You have gravel roads there, right, in South Africa. They had gravel roads made of gold rocks. They had streets paved with gold in, in 2 Chronicles 1, verse 15, in the Living Translation. They had rocks on the road because gold was used. They were so prosperous, gold didn't even care. But the fact is, is we can live off heaven's economy right here. And like I said, you don't worship a road. You just use a road. We never worship gold or worship money or trust in money. We use money to get somewhere. We use money to tell people how much God loves them. We use money to start churches. We use money to get on television. We use money to spread the gospel and give away resources. That's what we use money for. We use wealth to do God's will. We use wealth to get the gospel out, praise God. Amen. Ashley, we have some few questions coming on. And uh, the first one here is, how do we feel the manifest presence? I am in constant dialogue with Jesus and worship and pray, but I want to really step in. Well, let me tell you this. First of all, it takes faith. Okay, you have to believe that God is, and it takes faith. And some people feel something, some people feel nothing. Let me tell you, there's actually a greater blessing to take it by faith and not feel anything. Hmm. You know, Jesus said, you know, Blessed are those who have seen, but more blessed are those who haven't seen me and yet they believe. So if you believe God and don't feel goosebumps or don't feel anything, that's even more powerful. Now, sometimes we do have feelings. Sometimes, I don't know about you, Defara, sometimes I'll be in the presence of God and I'll feel something. Like I'll feel the presence of God. I'll feel the glory of God. But we can never rely on that. And yeah. we never meant to seek that. So I want to encourage yeah. you, whoever's written in there, I want to encourage you, brother, you're doing the right thing. The way you seek God is through his word, through the Holy Spirit. I read the word of God. I pray in the Holy Ghost and I worship God. And if I feel something, that's a bonus. But if I don't, yeah. you have to take it by faith. You are in the presence of God and you're abiding in him and he's abiding in you. And you can't get any closer than that. You are one spirit of the Lord. First Corinthians 6, 19. You're one spirit of the Lord. So don't let just because you're not having a feeling, don't let that distract you. You are in the presence of God. Come on. And I also want to recommend your teaching. I've listened to the entire teaching. And I think it's available on your uh, website for free called Hearing uh, the Voice of God. Hearing the Voice of God, yeah. I think it will help, uh, it will help them uh, a lot. So if you are fact, watching, Saturday, if you're listening. Let me give a plug to Farah. On Saturday, we have our Power Academy. And on Saturday, I'm going to be teaching live on how to hear the voice of God. So if you want to join us 9 a.m. Mountain Time. I'm not sure what time that is there, but 9 a.m. Mountain Time on Saturday is probably That's 5 p.m. 5, 5 p.m. Saturday. 
join us. We call it Power Academy. You can enroll on our website completely free. We have nearly 2,000 students enrolled from all around the world. And I'll be teaching on how to hear the voice of God, practical ways you can hear the voice of God. And you can ask questions. It's interactive. So join us Saturday, this Saturday coming. Enroll. You can enroll right after this. You can enroll in Power Academy. It's completely free. You'll love it. It's one of the best teachings I've listened to on, on hearing the voice of God, and I highly recommend it uh, to everybody. Is it, uh, I know I listen to it on iTunes. I would presume it's still available on iTunes. Yeah, How to hear the okay, voice cool. of God. How to hear the voice of God. So if you would like to check that out, please be sure to check it out. It's such a powerful uh, teaching. The second question we have uh, here is, uh, I saw it. It says, how do we receive finances from the Lord? How do we receive finance in the Lord? You'll have to join me in two weeks. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cover that in two weeks. But you know, there's all different ways that we receive finance from the Lord. Sometimes we think it's just gonna rain from heaven. God does not rain money from heaven. So it comes through the work of our hands, what you put your hands to. You know, when you, when you do something as unto the Lord, he will bless you. He might give you a promotion. He might give you a pay increase. He might send customers your way. He might send you a back payment. Things will happen when you start putting your hands to something. But if you just sit in your prayer closet and do nothing, that's not going to work. You have to go and do something. James says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. We have to do the word. And then he also says, faith without corresponding actions or faith without works is dead. So we believe it. I believe 80% of it is what we believe. Then we go out and act on it, put our hands to something. And, and in two weeks time, I'll show you some practical things you can do to actually receive money from the Lord. Come on, man. That's powerful. Hey, I trust that you were blessed with this teaching tonight. Hey, thank you so much, Ashley, uh, for coming on and for just sharing these uh, truths. These are these are truths that are liberating. Uh, and, you know, both you and I, you know, can testify to this, that once you start walking in this, I've seen it in your life, in your ministry. I mean, during the global pandemic, we've shared testimonies. During the global, global pandemic, everybody else was going down, but both our ministries were on the uh, rise, and we are growing, and we are doing more. We are reaching more people, and I believe it's because uh, we've made a decision to focus on the economy of heaven instead of the uh, economy of the world. So I just want to encourage you, if you're watching tonight, to shift your focus. You know, don't, don't focus on the news. Uh, don't focus on what they're saying in the newspaper. Uh, you will never get the gospel, the good news from the newspaper. You only get the gospel from the word of God, the Bible. So I just want to encourage you in this season to, to shift your focus, you know, shift your focus from uh, negativity to the positivity of God's word and start drawing on that sustenance, start drawing on that life of the word of God. And when that life hits, man, I'm telling you, it starts producing after its kind. And uh, uh, there's no telling to how much the Lord will just produce uh, uh, for you. So before you go, Ashley, I'm just going to ask you to uh, pray quickly uh, for everybody that's watching. And, uh, and let's also, speak you know, a blessing over give, them. You know, I love to give to Paris. So can I give every one of your viewers a free book? This is, this yes. is my book. Thorns, Barnes, and Oil Jars. Ah, Tafara has his copy there, look. Thorns, Barnes, and Oil Jars. This is talking about financial prosperity. This is talking about three things that are key, three foundations that are key for you to prosper God's way financially. This will really help you. It's my gift to you. The partners of my ministry make this possible. I will give you the, the digital version, like the Kindle PDF version. I'll give it to you completely free of charge. You've got two choices. If you're in South Africa, Go and email Pastor Farah. He'll tell you what the email is. If you're anywhere else in the world and you want it, 
just go to our website and, and go to terrorismministry.com forward slash thorns, thorns, T-H-O, or you can go to the store and enter the code thorns. That code will give you this free of charge, completely free. Man, that's awesome. And also, if people want to watch, I know you're doing daily Facebook live broadcasts uh, yeah. at the moment. And if people want to follow uh, that and watch that, uh, can you give us more information around that? Every weekday, we go live at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, which is, is that 9 p.m.? 9 p.m. our time. 9 p.m. South Africa time. And uh, we have fun. We call it tea time. Me and my wife, Carly, get together and we have some fun. We interact awesome. with you and we teach you the word. We pray for you. It's a powerful time. And then remember this Saturday at 9 a.m., which is, I think, 5 p.m. Africa time, uh, 5 p.m. this Saturday, we have Power Academy. It's completely free of charge. You can actually go to Power Academy now and enroll and you can watch the other videos. I believe Tafara has already enrolled. You can enroll and watch the other videos. There's tests, there's quizzes. There's even a community of people there, like-minded believers from around the world who share testimonies, who pray for each other, minister to each other. And there's a, there's a curriculum. It's a, it's a full-blown academy. And it should be hundreds of dollars, literally, but it's completely free. So go on there and join Power Academy. You'll be blessed. And Saturday, I'll be teaching how to hear the voice of God clearly on Saturday. So you don't want to miss that. Man, that's awesome. Thank you so much for... Uh, coming on uh, tonight. And also, uh, if people in South Africa want to partner, uh, do you have your ministry details for South Africa? Yeah, you can go to terrorismministries.com. You can, you can give there. You can start a partnership there. But also, we have an, an office in South Africa. We have an office in uh, Cape Town. And you can email us. We'll give you the details. We'll give you the banking details if you want to do that. Um, you're very welcome. Remember, if you're receiving anything from these programs, be sure to give to Faith Hill. Be sure to give to Pastor Farah and Faith Hill. I'm telling you, when you, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, first, no, sorry, 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 11, 1 Corinthians 9, chapter, uh, uh, verse 11 says, if you receive something spiritual, you should sow materially. So if you wow. receive something from these Grace in the Marketplace broadcasts every Wednesday, sow, sow into Faith Hill Church, partner with Faith Hill Church, partner and sow into Grace in the Marketplace. It's good ground. Pastor Defara is good ground. I love giving to this man because he is good ground. So make sure you give to him, praise God, and bless him. Amen. Can I pray for your viewers, Pastor? Let's, let's do it, man. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everyone watching and listening right now, Lord, whether it's now live or in the future. I thank you, Lord. They are blessed. I thank you. They are trusting you with their resources. I thank you. Lord. We live off of your economy. I thank you. Lord. You are a good father, and it's your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. You give us what we need, Lord. You're our good father. And Lord, we repent of trying to work it out ourselves. We repent of trying to be our own source. Lord, you're our source. You're our father. And Lord, we humble ourselves and say, Lord, you provide our needs. And Lord, as we, as we go about our daily business, I pray for everybody right now, whether you're working, whether you have a business, whether you're looking for work, whether you're a stay-home parent, whatever you're doing right now, your hands are blessed in Jesus' name. You have the power to get wealth. Hold your hands up and say this. Say, I have the power to get wealth. the power to get wealth. This is the truth because God has given you that power. Deuteronomy 8.18. You've got the power to get wealth and God gets pleasure when you prosper. So right now, Lord, I thank you for prospering everyone who's watching today. I thank you for supernatural increase. I thank you for promotions, for debt release, for new businesses. I thank you for supernatural prosperity, supernatural increase on every viewer of Grace in the Marketplace in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, uh, uh, there you have it. That was an awesome, awesome program. And I'm seeing a lot of great feedback. I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we all just want to say thank you to you 
Ashley and to Kali as well, Teradez Ministries. Man, we love you guys. And let me encourage those of you who are watching. I took this from uh, Ashley's pastor, Pastor Lawson Perdue. He always says this. He says, I'm a tither and I'm generous. Therefore, I do not lack ability and I do not lack opportunity. He told yeah. me, he said, Tafara, I declare that every single day. And you know what I do? As I'm driving to the office, I declare the same thing over my life. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Therefore, I do not lack opportunity and I do not lack ability. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And there you have it. Good night, guys. We love you. See you next Wednesday. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bless you.